This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, we're George and Jess, and after doing a morning radio show together for over a decade, we found our new home on the George and Jess podcast. We are a married couple exploring the ins and outs of balancing kids, marriage, and careers. So join us for adventures in the kitchen, at home, traveling, and more. Pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee. It's time to get real about life, love, and the world around us. Do you think we're ultimately going to be replaced by artificial intelligence? Like the human race? AI. It's getting, well, I don't know if we all will be, but it seems like that's the place that we're headed eventually. I bring this up because uh, yesterday in the morning, I love watching CBS's Sunday morning. It's fantastic. They just do a great they job. They do a great job. They don't always focus on all these negative news stories and stuff. It's uh, tech and a lot of feel-good type stuff mm-hmm. as well. Some great Hollywood stories. And, Some obscure kind of yeah. feel-good. And Jane Pauley is just, it. I just she's just fantastic. Would that be a dream job? Oh, my God. It'd be great. But anyways, they ran a story uh, this past Sunday morning uh, about this chat GPT. Which is an artificial intelligence um, app for writing. It, well, it's all about dialogue. Right? Writing anything. You can write code. It can write articles, translate, debugs. It can write stories and poems. Which brings up a lot of questions for a lot of different industries. Well, and not only that, but there's uh, students are obviously taking advantage of yes. this as well. For writing papers, writing reports. It's, but this is just the, the continued evolution of this stuff happening. I mean, it, it, I can say this. It literally goes back. If you were to go back 50, 60 years, and when we people got those first calculators right oh right where they didn't have to learn to do math where people like that was the no beginning one's gonna know how to do math anymore right. but that was the beginning because when i was a, in grade school the popular thing among young boys was to have the watch with the little calculator on it oh and it literally had a little mini pad and everything on it and the, and our school teachers were like uh uh-uh. uh i remember we weren't when we weren't allowed to use a calculator and they would say, you're not, when you're an adult, you're not going to have a calculator in your pocket. So you have to learn how to do this stuff, which obviously oh man, we do have a calculator yeah. in our pocket called a cell phone, but I get the, yeah, the evolution of artificial intelligence. It's, I think because my line of work is so words and and uh, like copywriting, blog posting, newsletter writing, all of those things that this AI can do, I'm, I think I'm paying more attention to this specific version. Well, I, I think we saw it impact our career. When I was in radio, around 2000, around 2000, around that time frame, uh, at that time it was Clear Channel Communications, the company I was working for, brought in the next-gen uh, software, which is a system, a broadcast software, 
where you could, I mean, it would literally, it, just, it was a game changer because we could voice track, which was, which means we could uh, just record shows in other markets across the country, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, it would just skip from segment to segment beyond you would just look and be like, Oh, I just played such and such song and this and that. And it would give you a cue card. It would bring up. And then you would just talk about that topic and you would, you could fill four hours of a, an air show in about 15 minutes. Yeah. And it was all kind of pre-programmed into the computer and what would have normally been, you know, someone's four hours of work right. could be done in 15 minutes. Literally. And they didn't need anybody in the studio anymore. I remember the engineers when they were installing it because we were excited at the time because it was going to make my job in production and all of these other things so much easier. Right. And I remember the engineers saying, this is what they call jock in a box which means all <laughs> well, the disc jockeys were eventually going to be eliminated. Now, it was a, it was a uh, a gradual change because of, through through uh, attrition, right? Yeah. People would just leave and they were never replaced. So, you back up 20 years ago, you know, the whole the, all of those day parts on the radio, everything you heard was live. And now here we are in 2023. If you hear anything live on the radio in some of the bigger markets, you most likely will. And even in some of the smallers in the morning, maybe, maybe a token afternoon person and who's semi-recorded running around the building doing production work and just kind of keeping things on. But there is, you know, well less than half, maybe one quarter of the air staff and and guys in programming, what you what most people call DJs, maybe a quarter of them. Here we are, twenty years removed from that because of artificial intelligence. And as time continues to move forward, and there becomes more and more options for entertainment, that number will just get less and less oh, in yeah, that industry. Right. And the funny thing is, and as far as school. And things like that. We've seen this evolving for years, right? Because we have, uh, I, I think most parents understand that kids are all on keyboards now, which kind of makes me sad. I mean, our 10-year-old doesn't write specifically well because he's used to operating a keyboard. Yeah. And that is not because he doesn't have the ability. It's just how they function now. Yep. That's how all kids are, right? So when I watch him write and I'm like, that looks like something I did in first grade. And I'm like, yeah. that's because he never does it. Right. It is. It's like the the penmanship, the he, cursive. I don't think they write cursive at all anymore. No, do I they? don't think so. I think no. that's gone. Because he. he it's, I mean, it depends yeah. on where you are, what school you're in, but not here. Because he he had I, I he'd come across something, either something my mom wrote in a card or something, and and I and he didn't. He looked at it. and He was like, he couldn't read it. Isn't that weird? Because none of them can. Right. Oh, yeah. It's it's not just a him yeah, thing. No. It's just a, a generational. It's just weird. Just so they, it's just a it's a lost art. The one thing you know, before we evolve into this conversation anymore, the one thing that worries me with all of this artificial intelligence and and continuing to progress, I mean, literally, right up to cars and planes flying themselves and cars driving themselves. What if ever at one point in our existence now or maybe in down the road here, what if it all breaks down 
and the humans that are living at that time don't know how to do anything. Literally. I'm, I'm not, that sounds bizarre, like something out of a, a Stephen King movie, but I'm, I'm, that could literally happen. What if there's totally. a glitch, a solar flare, anything like that? It just shuts it all down. Or what if the powers that be, you know, my conspiracy, I said, I, I believe this. I'm not kidding. I believe that there are a handful of very, very wealthy individuals that run this whole planet. Mm-hmm. I believe that a hundred percent. I do too. So what if they have the ability to just shut it all down? I'm sure they do. And then we're just all sitting here. And nobody knows how to do anything. And now you want to know why people are, are out buying hobby farms and buying chickens again. For real. Because be, because you can go to Walmart and pay $12. You guys, I went to Walmart yesterday morning and a dozen great value brand, that's Walmart's store brand, cage-free eggs were $11.63. That's bonkers. I took a picture. I was like, what is happening? And it's right. I'm just, I don't know. I, the more I read into this stuff, I'm like, are are we headed in the right direction? Because I did listen to some interviews uh, this past weekend. That CBS spot on was really good, by the way, yesterday, Sunday morning. But uh, I did listen to a Stanford professor talk about how he believes this is actually going to help. You know, he was he had an optimistic approach to it, saying that this is going to allow a lot of different people who in the past were unable to contribute when it came to creative stuff like this, mm-hmm. this is going to allow them to be now part of it. So, but you can interpret that in, in a couple of different ways. Like, so somebody who never learned how to read and write properly is now gonna have a voice because all they have to do is throw an idea in. Literally, you can, you can with some of these uh, artificial intelligence uh, uh platforms, right? You can literally just type in a thought and say, write a paper. There's actually, um, like, have you heard of Canva? Yeah. Yeah. It's an online kind of plug and play graphic design. It's not, it will, it, it doesn't replace an actual graphic designer. Right. It allows for non-graphic designers to create simple graphics, but they have an AI feature where you can type in like, it's very new and it doesn't work very well, but you can type in kind of what the idea is yeah, and it will try to create a visual of what your idea is. Right. That one needs work, but it's coming. Oh yeah. You know, it's, it's learning while, while people are testing it out, it's learning and it will get better. Right. Well, if you remember a year ago when we decided we were done <laughs> with radio and uh, one of our corporate bosses came came to town. We, we had dinner. And he we were just talking about things. And he said, you wouldn't believe what this AI stuff can do with voices. And I said, oh, yeah, I actually can. Yeah. Because I've been following this. So, and and with, with the graphics and stuff that they have and the ability to create, you know, AI on screen, your local news, all of this stuff, you... It is not far from being delivered from just completely fabricated out of nothing 
an individual that doesn't exist in a voice that is just nothing more than a computer. But it, you won't believe it because it's that good. That's terrifying. I know, but that's where we're headed. Certainly, uh, when it comes to voiceover work, you know, and, and, and all of that stuff, they can literally just type something in now. It will fix all of your grammatical errors, mm-hmm. and then it will give it the exact voice that you want. It will mimic, like, they have stuff now where I could literally speak into a microphone. Mm-hmm. They could copy and mimic all of my tone and then just own my voice. Right. Because And then it would, and that's how they're doing, like, those deep fakes, right? Yeah, with, right. With the, I mean, it's mostly celebrities. Yeah. And if, they're creating these AI, like, Tom Cruise. If you see them on TikTok, you'd never... You can't tell. No, you can't tell. You can't tell. I've even seen celebrities interviewed and watching a deep fake of themselves. Right. They're like, that looks and sounds just like me. Like, right. I, I can't tell that that's not me, which is insane. And it, it has a lot of people worried. It really does because a lot of people think, my God, I could be replaced. Well, yeah. And I don't, I don't like to be like the, the old geezer that's afraid of technology because I have, I embrace technology. Sure. I, yeah. I learn it quickly and I appreciate it. But this specifically is like uh is this do we know what we're doing is this is this where we want to be going you go back to the 80s in the arnold schwarzenegger movie terminator and you know was it was it skynet was that yeah yes yes And, and you start to think like that right because i've seen especially with the japanese they have developed these robots now that will be the future foot warriors I've seen, I mean, it's incredible. And if you look at the way even wars are fought, if you go back into not, it wouldn't take that long. You can go back 50 years, a little over 50 years ago into Vietnam and watch how they fought wars. And now the way we do it, you know, and I hate to use this term, but there's more of this surgical precision strike Mm -hmm. way that they do it because I mean, there was times in World War II, for example, when we would lose thousands and thousands of guys in a day, mm-hmm. like the Marines, right? I mean, when they were making their assault in the Pacific in World War II. But now, that's not required to have just those mass body counts anymore because it's fought with mechanized warfare. Ugh. It's 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 crazy. It I mean, is. It's like we're going to have robots literally do everything for us. So then, drive what do the cars. humans do? That's a good question. Like how? Do or we, what will we be? What will we be capable of? Yeah, I mean, are we like if you think of it in like a utopian, beautiful way? Like, what if the robots can do all the stuff that we don't want to do? That is kind of quote unquote a waste of our time and humans are like creating this beautiful world just and we just spend our time taking care of each other and creating wonderful things now is that what's going to happen <clears throat> probably not no you, 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 it reminds me of a uh, a short story well, a, a short book anyways and Rand's anthem if you read that I mean, that was a look into a futuristic society where everybody was just a number, but there was no individual mm-hmm. really approach to anything. And I remember reading that when I was in high school, and uh, it, I was fascinated with it. Now, now I, I, I look back, 
you know, 30 years ago now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, here we are. Mm-hmm. We're heading down this road. Well, sometimes it does feel, and I don't know why I'm being so ultra dramatic this morning, but sometimes it does feel like, oh, this is what it was like right before the Hunger Games. Like if you've read yeah. those books, I, they never say what happened to get to the point right. that they're at in, in it's like a post-apocalyptic America. Yes. And they never say what happened, but you're like, oh, this is probably what happened. Well, it, it, the funny thing is it's the fast pace, right? Yeah. It's the accelerated rate. And there's just so many things that are. I'll tell you what's people who. Crumbling. Here's the thing. For for a long time, all of these people, what they call, they think they even, and this is kind of a derogatory term, but these doomsday preppers, yeah, these people they that don't look, look so, <laughs> they learn now. to live off the grid, right? If you can just exist like that, they're not looking too crazy. No, I mean, I I want a goat farm. Okay, and not literally. You got to explain goat that. Far, goat farm is my euphemism, I guess you would call it, and I. Don't even know where it came from, but that's my euphemism for like, I just want to go grow vegetables and like do yoga in a field and just shut it all down. It, it's Sell just. Sell everything and just go exist in like a magical bit forest. I know. That's my goat it, farm. It, it, the funny thing is I grew up in, in, again, in the wilderness in Northern Minnesota. And I, as I drifted away, and got out into life in general. Uh, I didn't miss it, but now that I, <laughs> I we, you and I have had this discussion. Now that we have that land up in the middle of this wilderness, I mean, like, if you like nature, it's paradise, right? Right on the edge of the Canadian border. And I look, I look up there, and I'm like, you know what? Thank God. I know. Because if it all collapses, I know. We've got running water, a home, all of it just sitting there waiting. But you and I want to build a retreat. Right. <laughs> because we have 30 acres. Why not? So we're just going to do like a little spiritual retreat. <laughs> right. Um, no big deal. <laughs> Organic food and like sound healing. It's really uh, lovely. <laughs> but seriously, back to our topic. Does it scare you? The artificial intelligence and the, the rapid rise of it. Because it... They say a generation gap now, which it used to be, you know, a decade or longer, is now less than a couple of years. To me, that's wild. And and I was just having this conversation with Brett, literally this past weekend, ran into him at the gym, and he's only 21, and he sees this, and he's big into, you know what, I've got to pull back, and I'm going to try, I'm going to try to read more. And I'm gonna I'm gonna have this digital detox. Limit myself to even checking out on my phone and social media to just a few minutes, a couple of times a day, so I don't get lost mm-hmm. and just waste hours mm-hmm. on end. Right. Good for him. So, but I mean, I see some of the younger people starting to head that way. Yeah. So, will they embrace all of this? That's a good question. Or will they? Because they're already starting. To, you, you're seeing these nostalgic things, right? Right, like because the flip they, phones and the cassettes. I saw a guy break it down really, really well this past weekend. And he said, "For you have to understand that there's a whole generation of young people now that are in their 20s 
that don't even know a life without all of this, mm-hmm. right? So they're young adults. They have no idea what it's like to exist because because by the time they got into even grade school, it was the early part of last decade. Yep. Social media, the internet, it was in full Cell swing. Phones. Yeah, it was in full swing. Absolutely. So they don't, they've never ever known an existence without it. And when they get a little taste of it and they break away, whether their parents take them out into nature or all of these other things and they get away from it and they've got a, enough of a taste of it to where they understand mm-hmm. and, and they, they're they're embracing it. Are, are they going to continue to drift more that way? I think some of them will, but there's a bunch of them. Again, due to, I think, a, a lot of different reasons, I think that are going to be stuck, mm-hmm. trapped by technology. Ugh. And will the two be able to coexist? That's it. Well, I think that you know, will there be this way of life that's very slow and unplugged that people can comfortably and happily live, or will that be so fringe and so? I, Here's what I'm wondering: Will it be so apocalyptic that? If you're stuck in an urban environment, you'd be living in some kind of a concrete hell. And then the people that are that that have land and are out mm-hmm. in you know these rural areas, will that become a coveted thing? I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they were talking about uh, virtual reality, which is along the same yeah. line of um, conversation. But they were talking about a future where the only way that a lot of the population will ever be able to access nature is through virtual reality. That is so sad. And I mean like green nature, like yeah. obviously they'll be able to go outside, but there won't be green space. There won't be, there won't be a walk uh, on, you know, like no on a trail through the Appalachian mountains. No, it'll be the, the way that most of the population will access nature is through VR. And you know, that was someone's prediction. Well, of course, I don't doubt that. Where we are in the Midwest, there's a lot of people. I guarantee, I was in, even 30 years ago, in the service with guys that were from inner cities, Chicago, New York, Detroit. They had never mm-hmm. been to a national park or anything like that. And that was all stuff they just saw on Saturday morning, Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. I'm not kidding. They had no idea what it was really like to go and just be there. Right. They saw it on television, but they viewed it like, you know, a lot of just average people would view an exotic destination, but for them it was. And I, I think I've taken that for granted my whole life because I've lived- Because we grew up here. I've lived in the upper Midwest. Yeah. I grew up on a farm. You know, my family yeah. still has hundreds of acres of farmland that I could go to any time I wanted. Right. Your family has yeah. wood, woods- Woods? Forest. Forest. Literally, <laughs> literally deep forest. So it's like our backyard is a ravine. Right. I, so I have certainly taken that aspect of life for granted. Sure. But I'm, I'm as I'm getting older or as the world is changing, maybe both, um, I feel very drawn to connect to that and, and cherish it. I remember a guy asking me, he was from Chicago, lived in the city his whole life. And uh, he said, I told, he found out where I was from and I explained to him, you know, I was like, God, I grew up in the middle of nowhere. There was nothing to do. I was a dock boy at resorts and, and, 
he was like, you grew up <laughs> in Voyagers National Park and you left, why on earth would you ever do that? <laughs> and he didn't understand it, right? He didn't yep. get it. And I was like, dude, there's nothing there. There's no employment, there's no careers, right? right. Unless you're in the, like, you do something with tourism. The area where I grew up is is just uh, oh, nothing. Uh -huh. There's nothing there, right? And it's kind of a sad destination for a lot of people, but people who have went out and made their way are now going up there and buying land and living off the grid. Uh huh. And now I'm like, I look back, you know, I think, oh, that's, uh -huh. now, that's not a bad spot to be. I mean, every day it gets more and more appealing. Is, what's, is what makes me concerned is I go back five years and I look at when I really started to see some of this new AI come in, and I, and I think that's the beginning of the end when we saw what was happening to a lot of different industries, mm -hmm. like with work that we were doing. And I see how far it has progressed in five years. I would have never believed we would have come this far. I can't imagine what the next five is gonna yeah. do. For real. I, I am honestly, Concerned what we will look like by 2030. Which the, is the, the end of this decade. Not that far. Because Seven years is nothing. I know. Well, and, then, and then you look back and you say, oh, the last five years was crazy. That What happened in five years will happen in one or two now because of the way it continues to speed up. And if you put it in perspective, just to, to really zero in on how fast time goes, it's been three years since the pandemic started. Literally in March, yeah. Three years. Right. Like, well, well, the first poof. case in the United States was last week. Yeah, three, three years, years ago. ago. Three yeah. years ago last week. So it's like, poof, gone. Right. Three years. It's like, what is time? Time isn't real. Yeah, it, it makes you wonder where ultimately is it going to end? I don't know. I have to learn how to garden. I mean... <laughs> Well, that's, that's, what, what, I, that's what I keep landing on. I'm like, we have to know how to grow food. I mean, do you remember a, a decade ago when they first started? I, I don't. It was it's been a decade, about a little bit more than that, maybe when you had to self checkout. I don't remember. Okay, but you remember when that first started, right? Now you go into most of these stores, and that's the majority of their registers. Oh yeah, it is. You literally just hell. If you go into Sam's Club, you don't need to see anybody. No, you just do it on your phone. Hy-Vee really? has that now too. Yeah. You just scan and go. Yeah. It's just bonkers. Which is amazing. And and you know, even with fast food restaurants and stuff, I've seen everybody knew like over the past few years, McDonald's had come up with those kiosks where you could go in and just the digital menu yeah. boards. Now, the stuff that they're working on now that I've seen surfacing you're they're they're going to eliminate eventually they could anyways with the they stuff wouldn't that, need anyone. they wouldn't need anybody i mean literally this stuff is all going to come out of a machine and your order will pop out uh, i mean it's just going to come out of a box you you will not have to have any interaction with anybody and i get the i get the convenience and i get from the corporation's standpoint you know, save a ton of money. why that's appealing but then I just wonder if these huge companies are thinking like if you're eliminating all the jobs, who's going to come buy your crappy burgers? <laughs> well, yeah, I can say uh, yeah. that. I know. I know. But it's they'll they'll have it priced at a point 
and they're already doing this to where if if you're in a tough spot, that might be your best option as far as affordability. Yeah. And that's no, I was sad. At the grocery store yesterday. And that I was is like, that is sad to say. That's what, what is happening. I know. Have you seen the meme all over the internet with the people now with chickens? Yeah, the chickens are like carrying Louis Vuittons <laughs> right. and like <laughs> Chanel glasses. On. It's just like, I mean, it, that's just one. I would have never believed if of all food, right? I would have never believed that the hot commodity someday would be would, eggs. Would be eggs. I got a dealer. It is. It's, you did. Well, a lot of people are going to these these small. I got a, I got a dealer, out, and they'll, and they'll pay these farms four bucks a dozen because it's saving them the five or six or seven or beyond that what they're paying in the store. Plus, they're farm fresh and organic. Yeah, insane. It's like wait till the farmers market gets fired up this spring. I would have never believed that that a dozen eggs would supersede the price of some packages of meat. It freaks me out. The, <laughs> the food, the price of food, and like. You're seeing it now, it, aren't you? It really is unnerving. Like growing, going to the grocery store spikes my anxiety because of you wonder where it's all headed. It's like the scarcity, and then you look at like the produce section is like really sparse or like not good quality. It's very expensive, but then all of the processed packaged stuff is like stacked to the <laughs> ceiling, and I'm like, what? is happening. Have you noticed the price of gas is going way up again? I haven't even paid Because it was, it, we were down into the, the 280s there for a while and now we're back into the 330s and it's going up. Mm-mm. And and the price of nope. groceries have continued to rise. And they always talk about, oh, inflation finally dropped a point zero one percent It's They're not, they've done nothing. In the grand scheme of things, they have done nothing to stop this. It just... It's uh, it's concerning. Well, it, it, <laughs> not so, to be like a. So uh, do, let me ask you this: Do you think a lot of people are gonna are gonna start thinking long term? What what would some of my options be if I wanted to kind of get away? Yeah, I, I don't know what a lot is, this, is, is this but why, I think is, it's definitely something that will start to be in people's minds if they're paying attention and are curious about another way, you know, to, to live. I, yeah. Huh? I would have never in a million years thought that I would honestly like be longing for a forest and a garden. Is what, is what some people don't understand is regardless of how much money you have in investments or the bank or any business or anything like that, if it all goes, all of that goes. Stop. I know, but I'm just, that's the reality of it. I know. It's just. So that's why I think land and property like that is going to be a big thing. Oh, yeah. If, if I mean, if you have, if you can go somewhere and you can, and you can set up and you can self-sustain, you're going to be in a lot better shape than a lot of people. Not to like really get dark but can't the government take that too i i suppose in a hostile i mean if like eminent domain doesn't that mean they can just have it but i mean they need it what at what point would we have to get i think that's where you would start to have a problem well yeah and no i again i, mean, I'm, and I'm, I apologize and I'm ta- it's monday and i am down a rabbit hole of doom the reason the reason it by the time it gets to that point where they're just going out and grabbing people's land It'll be, the, everything will have broke down. Yeah. 
I mean, it's just you okay, can't, that's not going to happen. Right. Everyone, calm down. You can't. You can't. I mean, I mean, and I'm talking. I'm not talking about a, a plot of land in a city or here and there. But if right. if you have land out in the country, I mean, or out in the wilderness, wherever. Right. And it's, I know. And if if they're Maybe coming, relax. that won't. You're not going to see that in our lifetime. Okay. Everyone, relax. You won't. But but when it all breaks, I mean, society in general and just inflation, all of this, right? The economy just collapses. No, I'm talking like it's going to happen. But if it did, I think the people that can go out and I'm, as simple as it sounds, but have the ability to just set up and you have you have access to water, mm-hmm. a home, land, and you can have whatever you have a garden, chickens, and you can go out and harvest game, all of that. That, this, that sounds like doomsday stuff. But if you have the ability and the knowledge to do that, you're going to be the ones that are going to be making it. I know. I just, it feels like. And here we are sitting in the city with no, all of our technology. I know, with I know. like, you know, two iPads, two iPhones. <laughs> right. Very, very plugged in, very connected. Right. Um, but doesn't it feel, and, and maybe it's because I watch too many documentaries, which I think I need to pump the brakes on the documentaries for <laughs> the, a little while. The doomsday. Um, doesn't it feel like we're kind of in a house of cards? Yeah. Just like as a society. Just, you know, it, there's there's so many people that don't pay attention to what's going on because they don't want to follow the news or they're not interested in it. And I get it. that. And, and yeah. maybe I need to shut that off too. But it's just like there's so many elements that feel like they're very close to crumbling. Literally. <laughs> I really am on just like a tear this morning. <laughs> Isn't it bonkers? But it does. It like... I need to take a deep breath and go meditate or something because it feels like we're in a house of cards as a society. Good morning. Happy Monday. Well, I I just, this was all brought on because I think artificial intelligence, not just in one sector of our society, I think in the workforce in general is coming on strong. And I think it's, it's a lot faster than a lot of people anticipated. Yep. And it's going to, it's going to make an impact and it's going to start, and it will eliminate jobs. Oh, they yeah. say it will it will help create some jobs as well. I don't fully understand that yet. I need to to dig into that more so that I can understand how it will create jobs. But it even in two years, it, I think it, I think it will look very different. Yeah. Oh, for it's sure. Just, it's happening so fast. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it it, it accelerated so fast. From, uh, I would say, about that 10-year-ago mark uh-huh. until now. And what happened in the last 10 years could be compounded in too easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, just it just it's literally moving at lightning speed now. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to take over before most people realize what happened. I hope that whoever is creating all of this knows what they're doing. They don't. This is all driven by money. It's greed, literally. Make, I think make, that make more money. I think that is the number people. one problem in our society. Greed. Yes. Oh, it's not even a question. Number one. There's not even a question. That's at the, that is, that's, that's a fact. That's, like Every, if you can fix that. Yeah, you can't. We'd be on a different right, trajectory. Seriously. So on that note. Sorry, guys. <laughs> if you get a chance. <laughs> 
Is it is it Chat GPT? <laughs> Chat GPT. Right. That's the one that's kind of making headlines recently. That's the writing, yeah. the dialogue one. Um, Just check it out. Yeah, and, and then and it'll give you a little glimpse into where we're headed. Yeah, it will. It's and, and don't get freaked out. Just. Just go get yourself some land and, and learn how to build a chicken coop. Grow some and, vegetables, and, meditate. <laughs> right, we got this. Right, right. We got Sorry it. Sorry I freaked out this We morning. got it. <laughs> uh, this is our last full week in January, so that's good news. Yay! That's good news. Next week, we'll be actually into February. So, Love uh, that for us. Yeah, I do. All right. Have yourself a fantastic Monday, and we'll, uh, we'll be back tomorrow morning with another episode, probably a little bit more upbeat. <laughs>